this is Survivor Cast International uh, Survivor Recap Podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm Jacqueline. And uh, today on the podcast, it's episode one of our Survivor South Africa colon Malaysia season two of Survivor South Africa. Yeah, so it's to clarify, we're not talking American Survivor. We're talking about Survivor South Africa. Yeah, so people from South Africa. The host from South Africa. Going to Malaysia. For South Africa colon Malaysia Survivor. (laughs) Each episode, well, each season of this podcast will tackle a different international survivor iteration absolutely we are super stoked i am really jazzed to have stumbled upon some survivor that is not yeah that's really that was the the birth of this podcast was jackie coming across international survivor for free on youtube yes youtube i'm i've never been a big youtube watcher I really have only started utilizing YouTube to link videos for my students this year, being a distance teacher. And I was on winter break and transferring notes from my notebook onto note cards to okay. better write my thesis. Sure. And needed some background noise and had put on an old season of Survivor that was on Netflix. And I'm like, oh, they only have two seasons. So I typed Survivor into YouTube and was amazed to find out that not only are there seasons I have not seen, but they were seasons not of American Survivor. Lo and behold, a podcast was born. What is your relationship (laughs) with Survivor in general? I, I freaking love Survivor. Yeah. Um, I watched Survivor with my dad growing up. Do you remember when it premiered, do you feel like? Like the first season? Do you remember watching that as it came out with Richard? The guy who would walk around naked? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I remember exactly. Like, like I don't have... I guess I have a very clear memory of him walking down. It Wasn't it like on his birthday specifically was like the first day that he did it? Or something. <laughs> I feel I like guess, there was some yeah. correlation. It's like, it's my birthday, so and I'm, I'm just going to... I'm in my gonna... birthday yeah. suit. I think thing. I remember that being the thing. Sure. And, he's yeah. Like, yeah he, I mean... It's not like he's <laughs> naked from the jump. He he definitely just goes naked at some point. Who, who has been your favorite Survivor? Okay. Yeah, I do remember watching Survivor when it premiered with my brothers and watching it pretty consistently for the first, I don't know, maybe five seasons and then mm-hmm. falling off at some point for sure and then you and i there's definitely a fall off point for survivor yes but what maybe five years ago for us we rekindled that flame it is a good show to have as background noise and in the you know the binge culture streaming society that we live in you can coronavirus just... life where you're stuck at home literally for a year yeah you can burn through a lot of survivor <laughs> But uh, my favorite survivor of all time. That is tough. I like Rupert a lot. Yeah. Um, He's always so nice to his wife. 
That's the I thing. Like I like the... Rupert in the first season that he's in, and then I think he, diminishing returns and his wife is great. You don't like her? I don't know. She's just like female Rupert. You know, I don't she, need that. They are very, very a little too similar. similar. Yeah. <laughs> makes you like them both a little less. I, I disagree. I think it makes me like them both a little more. <laughs> They've grown in their love so much, they have become one. Oh. Oh. Who <laughs> is your favorite survivor? Um, Boston Rob? I, you gotta love Boston Rob. You gotta love Tyson. Tyson. I was trying Tyson's to think of Tyson. Great. I'm like, who's that fucker who looks like Owen Wilson? <laughs> who's that Owen Wilson motherfucker? It's Tyson. It's Tyson. <laughs> um... Poverty is fun. Hey, I don't think poverty's good at her name. It's like oh, it's like poverty. Par like poverty. Poverty. Not maybe? poverty. Not but like poverty. Not like being poor. No, but, it's yeah. like a D in there. Poverty. Poverty. I don't. But she's fun. Yeah. She's saucy. Yeah. There's a. Gr I mean. And then there's the people you love to hate, like fucking Russell. Oh God, I hate Russell. Sandra's cool. San yeah, Sandra's Sandra. cool. Sandra's Sandra. I mean, I give her props. Uh, <laughs> prop, prop. I give her props for being able to do so little and still do so well. I feel like she really like kicks back and hangs out, especially in the more recent, like her. Maybe yes. not her first one. Well, I kind of. She's good at manipulating people yes. and turning people on. She plays other the game well. Yes. But she's not like a good, like, oh, let's go. She wouldn't have made it in the first couple of seasons, I feel like. Do you remember Rudy, the old guy? Yes. And he comes back for like Survivor All Star. Back? I think he does come back. There's also it... some like major injury people. Oh, the dude whose hands melted. Oh, my gosh. Ah. But you, who, do you have a favorite? Probably Tyson. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Tyson? Okay. I'm surprised Boston Rob isn't your favorite. Boston Rob is pretty... Probably Boston Rob, but I always... He's not my favorite person, but he is a right. fun, he's a fun survivor person to watch. character. Yeah. And he's also just in a lot of survivor content. Yes. Do you okay. think... Yes, would you, you Would you ever go on Survivor? Given the chance... If, like, you have applied to be on Survivor, you're chosen, are you going to go on Survivor? Ten years ago, I would have said yes. Okay. Now I'm old and broken. I wouldn't survive. I kind of feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 20, 18, 19-year-old Cody, maybe. I don't know, if, like, yeah. pushing 30-year-old. I would definitely not My win. My back would hurt. On, like, day My two. My leg would really hurt. Yeah. I'd have a head. My migraines would how do you how do people take their prescription meds on Survivor? I think it's like people who don't rely <laughs> on prescription meds is kind of the thing. Well, that's pretty. That come on now, so many people take meds for things. Well, yeah, you know it is like a. <laughs> it definitely eliminates a lot of people. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like by day two, I would just be dehydrated and have a headache and not want to leave my little enclosed area. I can't go without enough water. No. I think that would be the main thing. And when you have a headache, you just are... I can't you don't function. Do anything. Yeah, I just want to lay down. I just want to be in the tub. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> or when you don't, when your stomach doesn't feel well, and you take five baths. Just want to be in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> the ocean would be your tub. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. You could ocean. just constantly be in the tub. I don't know. The ocean is not equivalent <laughs> to a bathtub whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could win if I were on Survivor. I don't think I'd do well, like with the social game and be voted off very quickly i feel like yes, you i'd be like horribly sunburned and... and you'd be like quiet or really awkward and trying not to be quiet because yeah. you're a super big introvert you know good i think that i could do the social aspect and, and if there was like a water challenge or something right off the bat they might keep me for a little while because I feel like I could show my worth in the water. You are a very strong swimmer. Mm -hmm. There's always a cop on Survivor. There there's always, always a, a cop. There's usually a teacher. You're a mm -hmm. teacher on Survivor. People who can get off work easy. Yeah. Lots of fitness people and like coaches and Or like um, lawyers. hairdressers. Yeah. Yeah. When doing a, a little bit of uh is hairdresser I, I like mean, not an accepted it, term anymore i don't i i don't know beauty technicians yeah beauty engineers sure <laughs> uh yeah no cosmopolitan artists oh oh i don't know <laughs> while doing some research for the season that we watched which debuted in 2007 so okay. it is 14 years old Dang! I know. Oh, dang! There. How old you? You were you were fourteen when this debuted. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's a whole lifetime ago. Oh, babe. Okay, fourteen years ago. So what year is that? Two thousand seven. I just. Said. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, you were just in like before, eighth or ninth right, grade? right at the tail end of the Bush presidency, huh? That's why there are people from the Bush. As one of the characters likes to yeah, say, and the, from I'm the from South, the bush. I'm from the bush. <laughs> we'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so American Survivor created by this guy named Mark. Oh, I don't know. Let me get this right. Charlie Parsons. <laughs> Where did Mark come from? Well, we'll get to that. Created by a guy named Charlie Parsons, who uh, is like a UK producer. Okay. Who in the 90s has a TV show called expedition robinson what which is just survivor apparently 90s survivor but debuted in sweden now do you think it's like based off the movie swiss family robinson i bet the name comes from that like survive on an island you know right? very swiss family robinson it's a swedish show we might have okay, to swiss family robinson is a great movie i don't really have much connection to have you swiss... ever i'm like have when you i seen it I think Swiss Family Robinson, I think, like, an intricate treetop home with, like, monkey butlers. Is that correct? No. Like, this family crashes on an island, and I then mean, they, like, yes, build. I mean, yes, that's the basic premise. Do they have a monkey that's a butler? No, oh. I don't think so. <laughs> have you never seen it? No. Okay, well, that's going on the list. Yeah, you're a big fan of the Swiss I Family mean, Robinson? I have not seen it since I lived in Colorado. What is your perception? So, like, they, yeah, they live on an island, yeah, right? Yeah, they do. I mean, I feel like ultimately they are trying to go back. And they, like, save this woman from being traded as a slave, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I feel like I'd have to rewatch it because it's 
been a while. It's been like 15 years, probably, probably since around when I was like 12 to 14. Um, so God, but there might be some problematic things that well, I'm not I, remembering. I'm sure, I'm there, sure are. there are. I just, I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I just have like some things Peripheral from like pop culture context, that I've yeah. gleaned. Yeah. For sure. Okay. That's so a sidetrack. Expedition. Not to be taken. <laughs> no, totally valid. Expedition Robinson. And then he makes American Survivor. But he also has a hand in producing and creating all of the other international survivors as well. All Dude. made by the same guy, all from the same production. Company. That's cool. So it's totally connected to American Survivor. That's super fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean. Love Survivor. That's a little bit of background. Survivor's um, great. Let's. So we discovered Survivor South Africa, and that'll be. You can't get to the. You can't find the first season on YouTube. There is a. Okay. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. There is a Survivor. This is season two of Survivor South Africa that we're covering on season one of our podcast. Each episode will be an episode of season two of Survivor South Africa. Colon Malaysia. Yes. <laughs> Colon Malaysia. Um, but yes, there was a Survivor South Africa season one, Colon Panama. You can find a few clips of it on YouTube, but you can't find else. the full season. Now, what is the name of the YouTube channel that you can find the full episodes of Survivor South Africa? Um, it is just Survivor Official. So if you are wanting to watch along with us, if please you want, do. It's I mean, it's definitely great to be watching this. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, check out Survivor Official on YouTube. Or just go to YouTube and honestly type in Survivor, Survivor South, South Africa, Africa Malaysia, Malaysia, colon Malaysia. <laughs> you don't need the colon. You honestly don't I even mean, need to type in Malaysia because you it's don't, the first season that pops up. You don't need the colon, but I'm going to go ahead and recommend <laughs> you put it in there just for a little bit of fun. A little grammatical fun for yourself. There you go. Because um, how often do you use a colon? Not I mean, often enough. I'm using a colon all the freaking time. I have at least four in my paper. So well, I mean, we're not all writing pieces, Jacka. What? Some of us have no to get one our, else is doing this Some right of us now? have to get our colon usage where we can. <laughs> Are you like... It looked like you were hammering a colon in the air. Uh, okay, well, the listener can't see, but I was... Pointing? pointing I was colon. hitting a keyboard. I was hitting the colon <laughs> button on my imaginary keyboard <laughs> as I said colon over and over. <laughs> I'm sorry that wasn't clear to anybody, the listener or my co-host, apparently. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and jump into season one of Survivor South Africa, colon, colon Malaysia. Malaysia. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Colon before international. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we come back, you tell me you're not going to say the colon, but then you do say it in the most confusing. <laughs> Welcome back to Survivor Cast International colon, colon with the colon being before 
Survivor Cast colon International. As you can cut it out if you want. I'm sorry. No, no. Let's just keep going. Keep a lit. Keep it in. Keep it in. What a train wreck. <laughs> Welcome back to Survivor Cast colon International. Hopefully, every time we say the word colon on the podcast, we can do so in unison. <laughs> we didn't do it just then. Well, whoops. Episode one. <laughs> Failed. So what are you, just any first impressions of <laughs> Survivor South Africa versus Survivor America? I mean, yeah, you watch the first, like, two minutes, and there's a whole lot in that. There's some interesting racial things hanging over this episode that we'll definitely jump into uh the host is named mark bailey the host looks ridiculous on that boat it looks like did you slick your i mean i know the wind's coming but like your hair looks ridiculous do you think you've so? got this like captain jack pose holding <laughs> on to the like pole at the front of this boat listen i can't fault him because i think <laughs> it would be a lot of fun to stand on a boat like that <laughs> and if i were the host of survivor south africa colon malaysia i would most certainly be standing the same way 27 days two tribes one survival <laughs> a pretty good impression he's although right. you know what you're a little bit more animated he's very he's wooden very he's wooden. very stiff <laughs> um little tease if we ever do season three he this is his last season hosting what survivor south africa he is replaced after this season i mean he is the most boring host of a show i think i've ever seen so it's very fitting mark bailey you're no Jeff Probst. <laughs> no. It's really, like, off-putting and very jarring if, like, this is the first non-Jeff Probst you've seen. But also, like, when they pick them up, they're like, oh, they're walking down the road. Oh, my gosh. This is, oh, my God. So, yeah, okay, the episode, I, <laughs> I you can't... should tell it. Okay, so... The episode starts with them walking down this path. We sent the survivors <laughs> hiking down a trail, and they're just walking down some road with all their stuff. And little did they know that they would meet this caravan, right? <laughs> that, like, pours their water out and knocks their hats off. And <laughs> yes. Throws their personal items. And then... Well, and, like, just there's, like, ominous music playing. It's all, like, grainy and sepia-toned. And that might partially be because this is 13 years old. But it's also a little bit of, like, bizarre mood setting. Now, this is also split between footage of, like... Mark Bailey. No. Well, yes. And also this, like, chase going on. Well, that's... They, okay, well, they fully set up... We, do they no it's going as it goes well they they set up the they they get met on the trail they're picked up this man named rhino gets out of the truck and pours their water out knocks their hats off and then takes away all their possessions and then now before we this I is a south africa apartheid you know there's some obvious racial relation issues with south africa which, you know, I'm an American. I've got nothing to say, obviously, right? You're a stain on my Americans. history, on yeah. my country as well. But yeah, but then they, the producers of the show decided oh to God. shackle them, their oh ankles, to take these old, rusted, chainy shackles and like 
shackle them all up and make them get in the back of the truck. It's like, are you fucking kidding? Shackle them up with the chainy shackles. <laughs> <laughs> They're like rusted. They look very much like slave chains. Absolutely. It's just a little bit unnecessary. I mean, like, it's like, okay, this is weird and kind of funny when they're like, for some reason, being Messing assaulted by this man. But then it's like, but then they are you... shackle them and bring them into this Malaysian village. And now it does come to make sense. Yes. But at first you're watching this and you're like, are you like, is this, is this really the choice that was made producers it just seems, as the start of this season? The first note I have here is so intense exclamation mark. Cause it just like, is like kind of a crazy <laughs> jumping off point for survivor South Africa. See, I said chaining people from Africa question mark. <laughs> That's a fair point. Like, it's a fair thing to be a little confused about. And like, I would this say before... like at least half of the cast is black. Yes. This is like just the first minute of the show before the credits roll, before the title of the show drops. And all those like It's the very first impression and... that the show yes. chooses to make. <laughs> so let's, before we go further, should we run down our cast of survivors on survivor south africa colon, colon malaysia <laughs> i almost said international <laughs> international <laughs> caught in my mistake you're gonna from be earlier. thinking about it so I much am. Now. okay so yeah first we um, have v-way and i don't know if we're pronouncing any of these names correctly excuse my extremely caucasian tongue i'm <laughs> trying my very best we're gonna be watching and listening to how the names are pronounced and certainly matching pronunciations as we go along yes um so i don't know it's like i like him but i hate who he ends up aligning with in this episode yes i completely but i i definitely like v-way so far he's uh he i believe he works at in like the legal field i believe and i have everyone's name uh, age as well here so v-way's 23 okay and he's on the he ends up on the the ebal which tribe. is yellow or blue uh that is the sorry excuse my checking my notes here <laughs> oh my gosh i've got it somewhere where is it where is it cody uh that is yes blue ebon is blue Ebon is blue. Ebon is blue and V-Way is 23 and on the Ebon tribe. Okay. And after Ebon, there's... Okay, so Hein. <laughs> now, yeah, I was going to ask you if there's anyone that stands out to you right away in this first episode. And Hein <laughs> is definitely that for me. Hein is... Well, first of all, Hein. I mean, I'm not going to make fun of anyone's name. Different country, different names. But Hein is just a great name, I feel like. <laughs> Um, we recently watched... I believe he's the oldest person on the Is season. he really? He's 47 years old. Okay. And he is on the Bajau tribe. Okay. Which is the orange tribe. Orange or yellow? Um, I thought it was orange. I'm pretty sure it's yellow. Okay, well, he's on that tribe. <laughs> he, like, he's one of those people that, like, classically gets into Survivor and is like, I am going to rule Survivor. I've done yes. this my whole life. He, I know how to do everything. His very first sucks. like talking to camera is like, I've lived in the bush my whole life. I The last 20 years. Specifically says the last 20 years. When he starts 
wanting to build the um, shelter for his tribe, he describes something very intricate and over the top. And then by the end of this episode, they still don't have a shelter. Oh, I know. I think he's one of these guys that like feels in and kind of like has to throw his weight around, but then doesn't deliver on all of his promises. And that's always very funny. It's also like he has an interesting, uh, just like, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't quite know how to socialize. I agree. <laughs> okay. He's very, I don't know. He, yeah, he's like abrasive. He's very, he's not friendly. He only gets by on like taking control of the situation kind of gruffly. And then like, oh, I'm going to like provide shelter and all this stuff. So people feel like they can't push back against this bad person. Right. He reminds me of, uh, and I mean, I like Gerard de Perdue, but he reminds me of, <laughs> we watched Last Holiday. I was say that, yeah. With uh, Queen Latifah. We didn't watch it with her, but she's in the movie. And, Over uh, winter break. Gerard Depardieu is in it. Yeah. Mine kind of reminds me of Gerard Depardieu. He looks a lot like him. Yeah, he does. Kind of like a young, slimmer Gerard Depardieu, <laughs> but... It works. It works. Yes. Okay. All right. Who else do we have? Irshad? Who is also on the Iban tribe, and he is 29 years old. Now, Irshad, like totally screws up and is very very lucky he doesn't like ruin everything or did they in the challenge yeah so Iban did lose the challenge oh yeah they did yeah Baja won the challenge okay yeah he like totally fudges it up for them we'll have to get to that when we describe it but you're right he did and no one addresses it nobody talks no one talks about it totally got the challenge for his team off to not off yeah, to a bad start, essentially. Yeah. After the initial swimming up to the thing. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. Oh, you're, man. you're completely right, and nobody talks about it. But he's been very minimal. Like, I couldn't tell you about him beyond that. No, he's left no impression so far. Yeah. Now... Lorette. Which I... Is uh, she She's the, the police officer. So she is the person who is the fan choice. Who, yes. After season one of Survivor South Africa. One of... Colon Panama. I didn't know. <laughs> the season, the lost <laughs> yes. season. Um, yeah, she was voted in by the fans of Survivor to participate in season two, Survivor South Africa. Colon, colon. Malaysia. Okay, that's getting really annoying. Okay, actually. wait, wait, yeah, we might need to. I think, um, let's kill that joke now, maybe. Done. <laughs> um, she was a fan pick instead of someone who like. Apply? She like probably applied to be a fan pick or whatever. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I wonder how. How do you? But that's that is a fair. Yeah, yeah. she's a policewoman. Her. We were both kind of amused by her initial talking <laughs> to the camera, saying, "I'm a policewoman, but like I trust people my, too yeah, easily." Yeah, my downfall is that I trust. I'm like gullible, or she doesn't say gullible, but basically she's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm gullible and trust people too easily, and that's my issue." And it's like. We both turn to each other and are like, and you're a police? <laughs> bad for a survivor contestant. Bad for a police officer? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> um, and then we have... Um, this, and I feel like she has, like, I wanted to not like her, but she 
she's charming. Yeah, it's like, you know, cop. <laughs> Not yeah. a great, but like, she is very charming. She's like, uh, she's very low key so far, but yeah. like in a very um, productive and way. helpful yeah, way. Yeah. Totally. So how about Amanda? Amanda. And we are kind of going through the intro and you kind of alluded to this before. This thing running you know, the oh my intro, gosh, yeah. It's got the classic survivor, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that type of music, which <laughs> is it problematic? Maybe. I'm not sure. Depends on where they source it from. Yeah, if it's just generic <laughs> chanting music that they use for every different country they go to, that's maybe not great. But yeah. I feel like more recent American seasons of Survivor have gotten away they from that kind of sure. that classic survivor chanty. Yeah. And although, I mean, it's a banger. Despite, <laughs> I, I, I do love it. Just, a banger. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> but, yeah, as the introduction's going and you're, like, seeing all of the contestants, there's this background split. <laughs> Which, Mark Bailey, the host, <laughs> stiff old Mark, he does make this comment of, like, I forgot the name of the island that they're living on in but Malaysia. It's haunted. Yeah, that it's haunted by the fallen Japanese soldiers, soldiers of World War II. And so you see some black and white footage of Japanese soldiers marching. But then primarily you see these, in, I mean, I'm assuming indigenous people yes. running. Like two of them are chasing another one who keeps looking behind him. And <laughs> he runs around the ruins and things like that. And like runs around like this... Oh, I have like abandoned airplane question mark well, because they like back is it tribal, comes back, yeah. Is, but it's like the the three pe people so, run which around is also it. Also weird because there's a crashed airplane, but these people are. It's like so. This is taking place In after the, right? World War Two. Yeah, or, apparently. And then they chase him to a cliff edge, and, and then, then he, he looks, looks back, back and, and that's the end. <laughs> Flash to white. What happens in Survivor South Africa, colon Malaysia is intense. Just, we're shackling people. We're, there's Chasing Japanese them. ghosts haunting this island. It was intense. Okay. Nicola. Nicola, who is a woman. Is a woman. Yes, I feel like Nicola is often a name I've heard associated with men over women. but Especially like in Europe. But uh, that's kind of an interesting thing about watching Survivor International um, is being exposed to these different names. Yeah. And, and like the the accent that the South African people have in the season is totally accessible and not hard to understand. Right. And sounds very similar to like uh, they, a New Zealand Australian type accent. But they they subtitle just one person. Yeah. Who's I'm, I'm find his name here quick because his name is uh, Nikol or like. <laughs> Nicole, I yeah. think is how they say it. He, they not the whole episode, but a few times <laughs> he's the only person they throw subtitles on, and you can understand him just fine. <laughs> it's always a weird choice because it stands out so much when just one person has the subtitles. Oh man, okay. So Nicola, she is. Um, I'm sorry, I have to find. Her. She's 37, okay. so I believe that makes her the second, second oldest. oldest. Yes, she is, and she is on the Bajau tribe. Which color is that? I need colors. Uh, that, Bajau is blue. Bajau is blue. No, I'm sorry. Bajau is yellow. Quit messing with me, man. Ebon is blue. Bajau is yellow. And blue or yellow one? Yellow one. 
Okay. And, but she Nicola hasn't really made much of an impression. No, so I have no recollection. Same with this next person, Angela. Like I she's I I remember her being a model coach because okay. she's pretty. She's so, twenty-three. Okay. I, yeah, and yeah, that's she, it. She's she she's made, pretty and blonde. We're and, really, like it's tough. These early episodes, there's gonna be a lot of people that kind of hang out in the background, right? And, and especially episode by episode, certain people will make impressions. I feel like particularly the closer you get to the merge, characters emerge, and then right. afterward, they are like prominent characters. Most definitely, absolutely. So this, I mean, next is Numfundo. Who is 27 and is on the Ebon, the blue tribe. Okay. Now, she, as as we get talking into this first, like, challenge, um, she definitely stands out. I won't say whether it's a good way or a bad way. But that definitely, like, makes her a topic of conversation. Yes. And, I mean, we kind of touched on it. So just before we go to the next person, the, the they're shackled. Right. They are taken on a boat. And then they're told that Rhino has keys that he's going to throw at you. You have to unlock your shackle, swim to an island. And then go stand on, like, a perch. Yes, there's some of them have, it's just like a stump, essentially, that you're standing on. But then some stumps have, like, a metal... Block. Yes, that is, uh, you know, not big enough for both of your feet that you have to balance on. The first person to fall off is out of the... is out of the game, they say. Yeah, and the, there are four of those, right? Four of the, like, perchy ones, and the rest were all... I believe so. I think so. And they didn't say out of the game. They said, won't be going with the other tribe members. Right. Yeah. Um, and then next is Rajesh. Who is... Uh, he's 30, and he's on the Bajau tribe. Okay. He... I mean, he makes some funny gay jokes because he's gay. Yeah, he kind of gives Dyke a hard time. Right? There's this dude named Dyke that will come up to and he's just, like, super, like, farm man Dyke is. Yes. And Rajid definitely, like, maybe freaks him out a little bit. But I think Rajid made a good impression on me so far. Yeah. We'll get more into, like, what happens in this episode with him, which he kind of prominently plays in at one point but yeah i think i like him just fine so far yeah he's fine angie angie also know nothing about her who she is um <laughs> she's 30 she's on the ebon tribe elsie who is a a, a larger character in this yeah episode for she, sure she uh, definitely has some conversations with people 24 on the bajau tribe then nihal uh 25 also on the bajau right and then there's Dyke, which we had already kind of touched on, but he is like, what, probably late 20s? Yeah, he's 28. Yeah. That's okay. I want you to guess everyone's age. Oh, forward. oh, dang. Okay. Dyke, you were right on. Yeah. Late 20s. He's 28. Now, a few people start to emerge as villains mm-hmm. early on in the season, and I think Dyke is one. Absolutely. And this next person definitely is as well. Absolutely. Um, her name is Lisa. I bet she is 22. 21. You're Dang. real close. I'm going to, uh, I mean, you know, you're so. She's, yeah, we'll talk about Lisa. Even in this, like, in her picture, in this, like, first impression that she gives, she's just, like, such a, like. 
you get first impressions hey. of a person hey. and like lisa unfortunately definitely lives up to all the negative ones oh, that you get from like so a much so young kind of prissy looking white girl Pri very priv like you can tell that the girl has not had to i mean no you can't Okay, sorry. You but might get that you impression. Assume... Yes, and her personality would back up that impression. Oh, for it would sure. Seem. Okay. We've got Grant, who is 35. I thought you were going to have me guess. Oh, gosh. He already messed up. He's a maritime lawyer. Okay, and that's like a, a boat lawyer? I guess so. He's a, a lawyer of the ocean. <laughs> he represents I sailors. I the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and I, quite, I don't quite know how to feel about Grant yet. He's bald. <laughs> That is one clear impression that he's made. Like yep. a pair. Yep. Okay. I wonder if he would get, like, he hasn't gotten sunburnt yet. Oh, man, I wonder about mm -hmm. that. Because that would be awful. I But I have seen him wear his buff on his head to protect his little head. I bet bald men are like, you know, they know what to do to prevent that, right? I'm but sure you they don't deal have sunscreen. And you probably don't spend that you? much time. Do you think that they have sunscreen? They specifically took all of their possessions. Rhino took yeah, all of their no, possessions, Jacqueline. I know. Did you see him but... pour their water out? <laughs> knock off their hats? Do we know that water is like a scarcity? Like, how is the water conditions in Malaysia? Should they have been dumping water? <laughs> right, they're in a drought. <laughs> right, like... Well, how were things going in 2007 in Malaysia? I know. Tell me about it. Questions to be answered. <laughs> okay. Mandela. Well, I, I was oh. going to say real quick that they, the water situation on Survivor, I think, is something they keep kind of murky. I, I bet they give people water besides from what you see in some occasions i would guess they have a well they do just they have to, yeah they always have a well remember they hmm. just have to go get i mean we haven't really seen it prominently on this episode that's what i'm saying sometimes i will we'll see yeah we got mandla who is uh on the ebon tribe and he's 36. he oh god dang i'm this sorry game i just totally forgot i ruined it and that's everybody <laughs> you got to guess one age <laughs> two. two and you got them both right I win. You won. <laughs> so those are the contestants. Yeah. I mean, what do you feel about Vandala, though? You kind of like set his age and then. I, I like him. He's uh, He seems cool. He's very strong. He's like, He's like buff ripped, man. Dude. Yeah. Who does he remind me of? There is um, James. James from Survivor America. Oh, okay, cool. He reminds me a lot about James, but he's not as wimpy. So we kind of talked. We got into the first challenge a little bit. They get. They're on that boat. Right. And they're shackled together. Rhino tells them they have to unshackle themselves. And, and they now, decide collectively to just wait for each other, pass around the keys, and everybody get unshackled. Because there's one hoop yes. that has all of the keys on them. And they have to, uh, like, unlock them. And, like, they're like, okay, since only one person can hold the keys at a time, it's not fair to just, like... When you're done, go, oh, you know, because I'm the last person to get the keys and it might turn into. So they all agreed that they would stay together. I wanted to ask you if you thought that in American Survivor, if everyone would wait or no. if you, I think there would be at least one person who didn't wait. And then American once Sur one person goes, then everyone goes after them. And there were a few people itching. They to were. Go, but they did, they did all wait. And it's probably, it is, you know maybe the best choice just to wait it yeah i mean i think that you don't want to get enemies that soon that's the thing you risk right and it's like without 
working as a team. Well, and you're also going to be split into tribes right away. You're not right. individual right off the bat. Being that first person to jump will put such a large target on your back that and, it'd be like, okay. And if no one else does it, then right. you're just screwed. Then you're totally messed up. Angie in particular. Who is Angie again? Like, what is her? Um, Angie, I mean, she's We need 30, to write down their jobs. And she's on the Ebon tribe. Yeah. We'll get um, to know them better as we watch, too. But right? Angie, I think, was the biggest one that, like, wanted to go. Most definitely. And then, so, they they swim to shore. They have to stand on the things, but... And it's not, like, a huge swim. It's probably, like, half a mile, maybe. And it seems like Numfundo... Yeah, and, like, to be fair, they're wearing... They weren't expecting to swim. They're, they're just in, in all their clothes. It would be hard to swim in these conditions. You're, yeah, your clothes get very heavy. If you've never swam with clothing on... It gets really, really heavy. I remember that there was a time, not even a time, when I grew up in Colorado, I was on a year-round swim team. And so every Thanksgiving or like the weekend after Thanksgiving when we'd have swim practice next or the day or whenever, whenever we'd have swim practice after Thanksgiving, we'd always do like the like 25 days till Christmas or whatever, where we would have to wear 25 articles of clothing. Oh, wow. And you would hop in the water in the deep end and every like swim down, you get to take off an item, swim down, you get to take off an item and you have to swim 25 laps to get all of your items off of you. And you have just your swimsuit left. That sounds intense. It was, I That's mean, crazy. Wow. I think in our other podcast, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard that before. No, I've never told you that, but I've told you that I've like, I was pushed so hard that I was like crying in the water and like oh. almost threw up and like begging my coach to let me stop. And that's a part of it. And that, they right? just like kept yelling at you, like, oh no, God. you gotta go, you gotta go. If you're gonna be a baby and cry, get out, but you better go. Like, that's the response you got. And so, yeah, every Thanksgiving, we, or every like beginning of December, we'd wear 25 items of clothing. The worst part about that, like, do... the worst thing is that it sounds fun. 25 days of Christmas and it's this awful thing because <laughs> your clothes get so heavy oh yeah dude I mean so I've, heavy I've been I've swam in like some clothes before certainly not 25 articles right that you it, have, end up having like it makes six you shirts on and a sweatshirt on and like it's significantly harder yeah but Nimfundo she's the last one to the beach struggling hard she is a black woman and I only mention that because it def her her, her difficulties in Elsie that, was it Elsie or someone else? Maybe believe, Amanda. No, it's Elsie. It's Elsie. Elsie and Numfundo both being black women and Numfundo having some difficulty swimming in this initial challenge. And uh, Elsie later in the... Uh, Second challenge yeah, for immunity also it, it, has a hard time swimming. It comes up. It does come up. In a way that I was surprised, especially for the very first episode. But uh, And then so they go stand on the pedestals that we had described earlier and... Uh, Nikol is the first one to fall. Right. And so he's separated. And so, like, there is some type of exile island, it seems like. Is he right. sent to exile island? Everyone else corresponding to where they were standing are separated into the Ebon and Bajau tribes. And then they take their first night and, like, they, like, oh, flip over your thing and go to your tribe. And so then they're, like, sent off to their tribe for the first night. No one, like, it's not immunity yet, but the there is a gentleman out on the island and then the other two are out on their tribes. Yeah, essentially yeah, that exile island. Totally. Now we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we'll dive a little bit into like the social aspects playing out in camp and then head into the next challenge.
Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. So, Jackie, uh, I wanted to pull back for one second. Okay. The oh. prize on this season is 1,000 South African Rand. How many U.S. dollars do you think that huh. is? Hmm. Is it $50,000? You're pretty close. It's 65300 Okay. So that's the prize they're going for. Okay. I wonder how much you could get for a rand. Like what the direct, like what a dollar to rand conversion is, or no, like if I was in South Africa. Oh, like I what recognize you can buy with that it? It, right. Yeah, like I, I recognize that it is sixty thousand dollars U.S. dollars, but is that yeah, also, how much does that go? Yeah, what does that mean for spent like for like income wise like that's a good question because i think that also has a lot to do with it like um because i mean if <laughs> i can if i you know a car costs brand new eight thousand ram versus twenty six thousand dollars like yeah yeah that's yeah it, it's good to know that context we'll yeah. have to maybe look into that before our next episode absolutely so after the first challenge, they separate, go back. Oh, is that all you wanted to? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, they separate, they go back to camps. And one thing that I think is super funny is they're like, and this is like such a first day of Survivor thing, right? <laughs> that they're like, bellies are full. They haven't like tried to sleep on the ground yet. They, you know, haven't gotten sunburnt yet. They aren't dehydrated yet. Yeah, they're all happy and, and getting along. And Nofundo points out like, oh, it's just like, it's like a party or it's like it's like camping or it's like it's this good time right now and everyone's still so excited and it's like this you know for a lot of people you follow and watch and watch now and it's like oh my gosh it must be like a dream come true right but then like so often that attitude changes so quickly. very quickly well then they take Nikal to i think it'd be very tough because I think when they have Exile Island, and they don't call it that. They did. Do they call it yeah, Exile? Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, I, I think in other seasons, it's at least after the first tribal in the American ones when you get sent there. I think it'd be really tough right off the bat immediately to be sent there. Right. And you don't super get to lonely. know anybody. Like that first night of camp, everything is like. You're feeling kind of out of water because you're on Survivor in the first place. Um, yeah, it'd be really tough to have to go there and be totally solo initially. So, I just, um, how well do you think that you would do at that first challenge? Like, I don't want to get too far. Oh, they, like, get into camp life and everything. I'm, but, not, like, I'm not a strong jump swimmer. Jump off the boat, I would, go stand on a thing. I would do, I think I'd do poorly at both aspects. I don't think I'd, like, I'm an okay swimmer. And I don't know if I'd be, you know, keeping yeah, like worse than average. People, swimming. Twelve got the platforms. Four got the like. I would hope I would need to get a platform because, like, being in wet clothes and then balancing on that little square, I would not do well. No. So, like, if I didn't get to a platform, I feel like chances are very high I'd be going to exile. Absolutely, I think I would have done. That. You're a pretty strong swimmer. I, I would have swam pretty well probably and like got gotten, to a platform like oh 
I am standing on a tree stump. Let's watch for one, which one of these. And that's what it felt like is like, okay, which one of these four people is going to fall first? Absolutely. Because I was standing here on both my feet. Like, it's like probably easier than standing on the freaking sand that they were on. Yes. Less like it's. You're just standing. Surface. I mean, they're yeah. just standing with flat feet on a tree stump. It's like, how long can you stand? Right. Would be the challenge at that point. <laughs> so, pretty much. Yeah, but not well. Yeah. So. Like, first evening of camp. Um, is it Rajal? Rajiv? Rajiv. Well, Raj- one of the one of the guys. Ugh. They're talking about metrosexuality and things like that. And he, <laughs> he. I mean, he, he's open about being right. Gay. The women are like, oh, like of course. And then there's Dyke, who's like, well, now I have to ask, are you gay? <laughs> yes. And I mean, I, he makes a joke about kissing Dyke, and yeah. Rajesh does. Yes. I mean, and Dyke, like, he seems to laugh it off in the moment. Pretty at least. Well. It doesn't really become any contentious thing, or it's nothing that really, in this episode, reemerges. Right. Now, I do think it's funny that Rajesh was like, yeah, if you can't pick up on my, like, homosexuality, then you must be pretty dense. Yes. And then here comes, um, what, Han? Ugh. Hein? Hein. You're going to be my name guy. I'm not going to remember I'll names. be the name man. Um, Hein? Yeah, Hein. Hein was like, well, I didn't pick up on it. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, yep, you I guess you have lived in the bush for the last 20 years, man. But like And then he ends up just cuddling with two of the ladies, <laughs> Rajesh, not Hein. Right? Which you know, yeah, funny. Yeah. Okay, so well, and pretty quickly it starts to like Hein, you know, is talking about making like a really intricate camp with like right, a like, floor and a hatched side and like a smoker area and all this stuff and people are kind of complaining about like we're sleeping on the ground in the meantime and i think very quickly he starts to feel like a guy who is i don't know saying a lot of stuff it's questionable how much he's if, if he's just overthinking stuff. it or see and then it's like okay i feel like if you are coming in and you claim to know, like, this is what we're going to do, this is the plan for it, you then also have to take, like, then the onus is on you to take the time to sit down with everyone, delegate, like, explain the plan, and delegate what needs to be done. Because 100%. I think that's a lot of the 100%. complaint of the tribe is like, well, you keep saying, like, this will be done by then, and this will be done by then, and you're saying that we're not helping, but you're not telling us how to help, and you're the one who and knows also how to do like, everything. not, yeah, you don't want help, you're not delegating work, and that's an, absolutely that's the problem. The he needs to tell people specifically what their jobs are. Right. Which, I think like, he also just he's needs... Not, he doesn't want to do that. No. He needs to build something mm-hmm. in stages. Like, okay, we have something where we're not sleeping on the beach now. Right. And then now I'm going to build a roof and walls around it and maybe then get we'll us fire pieces. first yeah. and find food. And he kind of is like, oh, we'll get, we'll have fire tomorrow. Then I'm going to build the shelter. And then later he says, we'll finish the shelter later. Right now we need to focus, focus on, on getting fire. food and fire. Yeah. And then I think they end the episode with neither. Right. So, And I think the frustration is just like, okay, well, if you're not telling me what to do, but you apparently know how to do everything... And I'm asking you what I can do to be helpful. And you're saying like, oh, like, go figure it. Well, it's like, I don't want to waste my time and energy when I'm on freaking Survivor doing meaningless tasks when like. Absolutely. Urshad finds this like broken fishing boat thing. Different person. 
oh. totally different people. Oh, right? I, yes. Uh, then who? Um, isn't it? I believe uh, it was Urshad who finds. The... Oh, I thought you said Rashid. I'm no, sorry. I said Urshad. I'm sorry. Urshad. I was like, wait a minute. That's a whole different time. We're going to the new ones. I was going to briefly just ask if you think, like, they find this fishing boat that's broken. Do you think these are debris left from World War II or See, further? Or just... There's a lot of rubbish that comes up on this island. But like, I guess they're on an they're island. They're getting so lots it, of it rope. They've, I've seen like lots of plastic containers that they found. I'm wondering if it's like where I I'm I don't sorry, know. Malaysian where's Malaysia? Right? I don't know. I should look at a map. I'll look at a map before our ne next episode to know where Malaysia is. It's like, is debris just like coming up on this island and they're finding things i don't know how often how common that is just with islands in general right yeah. i mean our oceans are awful so but then we get to a point where um we like him um the, v way yeah. is kind of teaming up with is it lisa yeah and like we said lisa definitely she emerges as both a lazy uh camp member and kind of like a snooty person She's but rude I like, to Numfundo. Yeah, I specifically have written in my notes a quote that she says about herself that she's like smirking and laughing and is basically like, yeah, I walk around camp, do I walk around doing jack squat <laughs> and laughs about it. And it's like, how can you be, a, what, 21? Yeah. How can you be a 21-year-old on Survivor literally doing nothing for your camp and then joking about it. Like, you have self-awareness. Well, it, It's not like you're dense and not realizing you're not doing anything to help. You're fully aware and joking about it. The main thing is, and then you take that, which is like a not likable thing to say, obviously. Right. And couple it with when she's conniving with another lady on voting oh. off Numfundo. Well, it's wait, like she's that's saying, after, we, do we want to get into that? Or do we want to talk about the competition first? Since I started, I'll just touch on it. <laughs> she's conniving with this woman and it's like... Oh, I shouldn't say. It. Oh, gosh. I well, know. Oh. We'll, we'll get talk back about to that. It. Okay. <laughs> We're at the challenge. So, I mean, the second challenge is a water challenge again. They start off on a platform. They have to swim as a to... whole team. Yes. Now, right now, there were 16 people total, right? Yes. And so, this is a challenge for both immunity and a quote-unquote reward to which is call on your yeah. tribe so but <clears> right <throat> now there were 16 people one nikal went away so then there's 17 so there's a tribe of seven and a tribe of eight so, so one like, person is sitting out one person this. from the tribe of eight is sitting out yes. but they could potentially go back with nine people and the tribe of seven could end up with six and it's like nine to six already on the second episode it would be crazy if things shook out that way uh it seems so, to be. Yes. And okay. Nikal's not in this competition. Before and we get to the components of the competition. Numfundo sits out for uh, this competition. Yes. So those two people aren't competing. So Numfundo sits out. Right. And they start the challenge on a platform. Out in the water, deep water. I think all components of this, except for the last component, are in deep are water, in deep water you where you touch. can't touch. And then they have to swim to a big wooden structure where they have a rope pulley. Right. There's like a pulley where there's a seat on one side and the rope on the other side. And you have to get one of your people on the, the like seat part and then hoist, hoist them, them up. up. And then they can push down a big rope ladder that's pretty wide. 
and then everyone has to climb up and then once everyone's up that they have to then jump off into the water go over a barrel over like this lot like if you've ever done log like rolling, a big yeah yeah. Something like, yeah big log but thing. it's like the it has stationary sides no one has to hold it it's good yes. to go and then they have to swim to where they can touch, untie this flag, carry run the, the flag, flag, put it in place, and put it. They on. win. Yeah. Yes. So right off the bat, did we remember who is the guy that messes up? If I see the names, here's the names. Um. Sorry, Irshad. Irshad, who is on the Ebon tribe. He like gets there, and instead of pulling the side that's the seat to get it down for someone to sit on. He pulls the side that's the non-seat and like... Yeah, just starts hoisting it up. Not realizing, oh, shoot, I have to get someone on it because they have to go up to the top. So then they're like in water where you can't touch. And they have and to like throw somebody up to grab it and pull it down. Right. So, so right off the bat, they're they're way behind. Absolutely. And it's just like, I think it. someone gets to the top from the other team before they even get, you know... Yeah, they're before they start even hoisting someone up on their side. Right. And then you have to climb this rope ladder, like which would be very hard. Thirty feet into the air onto this giant platform, maybe twenty feet. I also always think about how like it's probably rough rope and it probably oh, yeah. fucking hurts on your bare skin. And your wet hands. Absolutely. That's the thing. You're dripping wet. You have to and like when you hoist your body out of water, it's it's such an unpleasant because gravity is like no longer like or is so much more so affecting your body. This is also where we have Mandela just looking like an absolute oh my monster and like taking us someone's arm and literally just like pulling them up and over like a freaking like I don't know god like literally like a like <laughs> he looks Superman. like a, he's like a super he looks human. like an onyx statue oh it's crazy. climbing this rope insane looking. And then, yeah, they, they jump off. Oh, this is so dangerous. They're all I'm like, jumping off this super tall wooden structure into the water almost at the same time. Coming very lifeguard. close to landing on each other. <laughs> I feet grew, first. Yeah, I grew up, um, my first job was as a lifeguard. And I can just, like, picture myself yelling, like, check, like, did you check? <laughs> check, right. looked at, like, yeah, oh my gosh, don't it's jump terrifying. on top of someone. Uh, and then I think this would be the... I mean, the getting over climbing the, the rope would be really hard, but this would also be really hard. The like, the log getting roll people thing. over the log, but like again, Mandela is like literally like taking people's like helping people get halfway on, taking their legs and like throwing them over. Yes. What I would do if I was there, I would probably get like. Get oh, we one... forgot about one part. They then come to a wooden fence. Oh yeah, yeah. After yeah. the the log that they have to swim under to an opening. And well, swim and this through. is where Elsie. Right? She like she has some trouble with it and like, you know, they have subtitles where she's saying, I'm scared, I need to breathe right. and stuff. And like, you know, you're probably out of breath. But this goes into play later on too. With the whole yes, thing, yeah. some racial issues that emerge. Yeah. And so one misconception or one might like one issue that I noticed at this point in the competition was people from the yellow tribe oh yeah yelling like oh don't wait like go 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 where the blue tribe is waiting for everyone at each step so the yellow tribe is like keeping people moving while the blue tribe is like moving as a tribe so they're like as slow as they're like they're going like player. checkpoint to checkpoint thinking they have to move as a group where yeah the yellow tribe their fastest person is the person just continually going the whole time 
what I really love is that you can spot the like scuba diver that is like in their black scuba gear and their yellow fins that you are the, the cameraman the bubbles just, like, from their yep, oxygen tank and just like following along getting those underwater shots yeah when they're swimming and they go through the uh the fence underwater there are some great underwater shots of them doing it and yeah it is very cool that you can see the cameraman from the uh the aerial above shots absolutely now who would do better at this competition you or me well I am an average swimmer at best, and this is a very heavily based water challenge. So I, I think absolutely you would. Ah. I mean, I, I think we would both struggle with the, the log portion and the fence thing would be not too hard. I, I fear about my ability to pull myself up that rope, my upper body strength. I don't know if I could do that. And like, I, I probably have more upper body strength than you do, but I'm no right. mandla. <laughs> I can't be, you know. So yeah, they they have to get under this fence, and then they untie this. Flag. And then the Ebon tribe, the blue tribe, right? They yeah. really have a hard time getting their flag untied. It's like they can't get it untied, but also it's like, oh, as soon as and here's another as as theory the I have: the blue tribe moving as a unit. Everyone's getting their hands on that rope at the same time. Yeah. Where the yellow tribe, two or three people, people got are there, doing it and it's less and, cooks in the kitchen, right? Yeah. And with the rope, if one person's pulling it one way and one person's pulling it another way, like yeah, that well, can and then once Bajau has theirs untied, a couple people grab it and run it and plant it. Well, where Ebon, they have yeah. theirs untied eventually, and they're as a collective again, all moving it together. Right. Yeah. So they really, yeah, because like even right here, um, there's just one person that's taking the flag all on their own and like two people are holding it and running it from the uh bajau tribe right i'll get these tribe names down we will we'll get better at this and so like what do you think bajau wins immunity right but what do you think about this whole like moving as a tribe versus not moving as a tribe and like i think it's a it's a thing that survivor often does where they give the constraints of a challenge and as long as you don't explicitly break a rule i mean they'll tell you you have to stay together if you have to stay together right if they don't say that you don't have to and i think sometimes people like it doesn't happen all the time but it does occasionally happen even the american survivor that people have a little misconception right i want to shout out uh, nikon's like silly little leather cowboy hat he's wearing <laughs> at different points in this episode it's like not quite big enough for his head and looks very goofy it does look really goofy now um another thing that i wanted to talk about about the challenge and specifically immunity is like there is what looks like a real human skull on the immunity idol right and i mean like they they definitely kind of make it seem like it is an actual human skull but they don't right. directly say it or not which I don't know is just a weird thing to do, kind of. Do you think it is a real human skull? I would lean towards no, but I mean, you can never tell. It's right. I guess it's possible, right? I just feel like that's not. I don't think that's okay. I it just I seems like don't why feel like it's okay to use a skull. Although I'm not super offended by it, ultimately I'm like, why make that choice? Right. It just seems like a dumb choice to make. Like. Why are you using a real person skull for like a dumb, you know, we all love Survivor, but I wouldn't want, well, would you want your skull? 
to be used as part of an immunity idol on Survivor. No. Because I think I might think that's kind of cool. Do you? But I mean, they'd have to ask my permission. And certainly <laughs> that's not the case here, right? No, it's certainly not the case here. It kind of just trivializes this guy's head. Right? Absolutely. So now, okay. So far, we have seen them eat coconut. They found sugar cane. They had sugar cane. And then we, I think that's, is that it? That they've only had coconuts and sugar cane so far? So now this is the point where we have some alliances forming. We right. get a three-way grant, Lisa, Angie on the Ebon tribe alliance kind of forming. Um, There's a fourth person in there, isn't it? I know those three are for sure tight. Grant, Lisa. Angie. Oh, and then, um, um... V-Ways. in that. Oh, remember? yes, because yes, we were disappointed in, like, yes. V-Way joining in with um, that group. Yeah, so some things, some interesting things happen after the challenge. Dyke and Elsie get into a confrontation because Dyke is kind of making comments based on Nymfundo's swimming abilities at the very first swimming challenge off the boat. Right. And then Elsie's performance at the main immunity challenge. Mm -hmm. And I was a little surprised because, I mean, there is, like, a dumb stereotype that is prevalent in the u.s about african-american people's ability to swim and apparently in south south africa about black people not being able to swim it's also a stereotype that dyke is making cracks about right and like specifically stating like like I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but like along the lines of like, you black people, uh, you can't like, oh, you're a horrible swimmer. And it's yeah. like, Elsie's like, you can make the point that I am a horrible swimmer, but there is no reason for you to be clarified or like qualifying that with the color of my skin. No. And also she also makes the comment that like, that's something we've all heard. It's like old hat. And he makes the dumb he starts, he's very defensive, and he's like, why are you so defensive about your skin color? Which is such a, like, asshole response right, to it's him such being a, a racist. privileged, and, like, the blame's on you, and, like, you're a black woman getting offended and getting worked up and raising your voice and, like, well, and doing he also all the even, things that are, like... And he goes, he's the, he brings up the, like... Oh, like I'll I'll give it to you straight, and like I can like you know hold no punches with you, and you can do the same to me. As if that excuses like I'm being a racist to you. Right. It's like you, can, but you're not holding punches just against me because you're qualifying it with my race. Your whole race. Yeah. And it's like, come on now, man. There's kind of like a transition thing they do that it's a little it shows a map. And it moves like around when they from, go from, from tribe place to, to tribe. Place. Do they do that on the American Survivor? I don't think so. We'll have to but look for it. But it's fun. It's like, oh, we're going to go from this part of the island to this part of the island. Which I've always wondered, like, are they all on the same island? So that's like a good clarification of like where people are. Um, but I think that, yeah, there starts to be like, especially on the Blue Tribe, because they lost. Yes, the Blue Tribe, Ebon Tribe, out, is going to Tribal which, Council. Which, thankfully, it's them, because otherwise it would have been that 9-6 scenario, but this will then be the 8-8 eight, eight scenario. It worked out. Or 7. But, yes, yeah, so... 7-8. It goes back to 7-8, but the also opposite way. They pretty much, like, Lisa, Grant, Angie, they start to... And V-Way. And V-Way start to 
decide to vote out Numfundo right based on her swimming abilities or their perception of her swimming abilities which, from the first only from the first because she I sat out gonna, the second w- one which seems unfair because I mean Numfundo it hurts she's very intelligent she's very nice and yeah her only it's swimming like when she wasn't expecting it jumping off a boat wearing all of these non-swimming clothes right didn't get a chance to showcase her abilities at all in the challenge and so they're just like well gotta she's the one who's gonna go and then the other part of the tribe is starting to talk about lisa um so it's like four and four you would think like okay Nomfundo. who else is on that tribe on the Ivan tribe, we have Nofundo on the Ivan tribe, V-Way, Grant, uh, Urshad. Okay, so and then it's we like have Mandla Urshad, and Mandala. Um, no, because there's got to be some Nofundo and because um, someone else is because it's eight on eight. Angie, Mandla, V-Way, huh. Grant. Who are we missing? Okay, well, maybe I'm missing somebody, but there we'll see when they go to, or when we, like... When we talk about tribal. Yeah, when we talk about tribal, we have that written down. Um, But, like, there's definitely a split, but, like, um, Angie and Lisa, this is the other point we made, like, back at the intro, of when they, like, sit together and they're talking about voting someone out, and it's just, like gotta stab someone in the back can't wait to see their face like well and speaking bye. about Numfundo specifically it just seems very catty oh it's so very un- non-likable unneeded. unneeded it's like you yeah. hardly know her you've literally known her for two days you've seen her perform one time and you're being super super nasty about it and it's just like what is your what is your reasoning behind the besides her doing a poor job at swimming? Because she still was not the first person out. No. She balanced. No. She wasn't the one scooted on over to She also balanced after being the person the the who last out break. of the water who yeah. didn't get a break before having to balance. Right. So yeah, it seems like an unfair I guess you have to pick somebody, but I mean it seems a little bit unfair just to glom on Numfundo because Absolutely. of that very first challenge. And Lisa is like such, such a non. Well, she. I don't uh, help in camp, and I'm vocal and aware of that, and I think it's funny. And then I'm also like super catty and rude to Numfundo. And I'm gonna go sit in the water and whatever. And like Grant even tries to like warn her, be like, "Hey, like." He does. You're gonna get some votes tonight because you're literally doing nothing, and like, and then people like Mandla, and is it? It's the the police woman that we forgot about. Yes, she's the other person who What's is her kind name of again? Lorette. Lorette. She's on yeah. the split with like Mandla and Nambundo and her shot of like we're gonna vote based off how helpful people have been around because camp they're and doing work most ethic. of the work. Yes, I mean, and they get help from Grant and from Angie, but they're not jerks about it like Dyke and Heinar on the opposite camp. Right, but like. Straight up, um, Lisa and um, v- V-Way, V-way uh, they like are like buddy buddy, we're not doing stuff, kind of joking about things. And it's mostly like, Lisa, but then, V-Way, just yeah. Kind of, yeah. And then Lisa gets that camera time being really vocal about it, and like all that camera work of like her standing by, <laughs> drinking water, watching them. But like, 
they do have nice water bottles. I'm like wondering. They were given water bottles and shoes when they hopped off the boat initially. I totally forgot about that. All right, should we take a quick break before we we don't we have not yet watched Tribal Council? Should we take a quick break before we see who is going to be voted off? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Sounds good. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Oh man, you missed it. I stepped on the colon. You stepped on it. Squash. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. So, okay. Get into tribal. We just saw the tribal. Were you surprised at who was voted off? I It was Numfundo. I was I was expecting it to be a 50-50. I like I I like, like they're probably going to vote of off Numfundo. My thought was they're probably going to vote off Nafundo. I'm hoping it's Lisa. Lisa started to get some votes, and I fingers crossed it went Nafundo. A spare, like a random vote went towards Grant. The vote breakdown ends up being three votes Lisa, four votes Nafundo, one vote Grant. Yeah, who the hell voted for Grant? And so I'm wondering, is it like, is it Urshad or somebody who is friends with, um, or didn't want, like, is kind of friendly with Lisa. Lisa but like, made that appeal to Numfundo. Do you think Numfundo voted for Grant? Probably not, no. right? No. I don't know. I just... Lorette, Lorette maybe? Hmm, maybe. Maybe Lorette. Lorette doesn't seem super tight with the Grant. No. Or not Grant, with the, like, with, with uh, the... With the Irshad and... Mandela. She seems pretty buddy-buddy with Mandela, but, like... Well, somebody voted for Grant. Someone voted for Grant, and Maybe they Grant totally voted made for it. Himself. No, you can't vote for yourself. True. But it totally made it so it wasn't a four-four split, which is what I was expecting. And I bet someone just like from the side is like, "Oh, you know, I don't really care who goes between those two, and I don't want a four-four split, and I know none of those four are gonna switch, so I might as well like let it happen, right?" Right. Um. But it was. I was a little bummed out to see Numfundo go. It felt very. You have someone who's like actively like rude and like was told like, hey, you got to do more shit and like doesn't give a shit. But then there's always that thing of do you bring the unlikable person along because eventually you want to be voted for to win the million. And they're strong in challenges right now. And that's kind of what you need. Like you need someone like she is. She's kept up. And it's a bummer that Numfundo got off to one bad impression and. For better or worse, fair or not, that's kind of how she's viewed. Right. First impressions go a long way, obviously, on Survivor. When the game is so fast-paced. One thing I did enjoy, I will say, though, is when Lisa got the second vote, she, like, gasped and realized, like, oh, man, it really could be me. Her eyes are watering. Yeah, she looks very upset. Like, good. Get it through your head that you can't be that cocky and that rude and not do anything. Maybe she'll rein it in going forward. Maybe she'll change our minds. But right now, Lisa is the villain. Lisa and Dyke. Lisa and Dyke. Two villains. Two villains. Well, yeah, so uh, Numfundo gets voted off, and that's the end of episode one. Yeah, but like, does, so Numfundo, does Numfundo go to the... Exile Island. Yeah. That's unclear to me. Right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if she's just fully off the game at this point or well, we if she gets sent to... at the end. 
I feel like it didn't clarify it. I feel like he just stamped out her torch and then she left and it didn't say now Nufundo's on Exile Island or if that was just something initially for uh, Nikal. But I'm sure we'll find out early on in the next episode. Right, for sure. Or maybe not. Maybe we won't find out at all. Possibly. Until the very end when they come to destroy them all. What? I don't know. Maybe it's like they build a whole other tribe over there. That'd be crazy. That would be cool. Well, I guess only time will tell. <laughs> All right. So before we sign off, there are a few things that we wanted to attend to. Thought that we would look into a few of the comments on the episode that we watched Absolutely. on YouTube here. So we're just pulling those up here. We'll call this uh, comment corner. Oh, oh man. Oh, okay. Oh, so there's oh, also some hate for Lisa here that I'm noticing. This first. Right. Oh, the first two that I've. Well, there's one that's like, okay, I don't need to respond to that. But you see Robin Chabant. Robin Chabant, one year ago, posted only attribute is swimming, one tenth of the whole survivor experience. Oh, wait. One only attribute is swimming ellipses. One tenth of the whole survivor capitalized experience ellipses. What about the other nine parts, Lisa? Question mark. And then right below that, uh-huh. five months ago, Marshall Web Design Wilson, he said, "I started to laugh when I saw the tears forming in Lisa's eyes!" Exclamation mark. <laughs> she was so cocky because she can swim. There are so many other skills necessary to win this game. Lisa. It doesn't say Lisa a second time. But there are two replies to that. One is by Respectful Gamer that said, yeah, I love those tears. What a little whiny bitch. That doesn't sound respectful, (laughs) Gamer. I I like his ironic handle. (laughs) And then F-X-T-I-M-A. Sorry. But honestly, Lisa can make a comeback and help more. But can Nymphunda get faster in a matter of two days? She is slow at swimming, and winning challenges makes you not get out. Not helping your team doesn't get you out. Which I don't is, know, I mean, it's a fair some point. devil's advocate. Playing the same devil's advocate that Lisa played for herself. You got a friend, Lisa. Absolutely. And then Anita DeClerc says, Lisa is going to cause a lot of problems. <laughs> I hear that, sister. Okay. So, is there anything... Lisa fits perfectly into my definition of beauty with no brain, says Guy Cthulhu. Oh my gosh. Which is a little harsh. Colleen Sanderson says, I can see Lisa Lazy will be gone in no time. A little clever alliteration there, huh? (laughs) But I will say, Seth Austin. He makes a good point. One year ago. If I was Nicole, I would be so pissed. Getting eliminated in the first five minutes because you can't balance on a post? So stupid. Well, actually, I don't agree. I kind of like that they threw them into it initially. I think that it adds a fun momentum to the episode that I appreciate. I can't believe that... um, Someone calling for a, we need a survivor East Africa, which is some fun, like, African territorial stuff. I don't even, you know, to me, that means nothing. (laughs) Respectful Gamer makes a comeback. Laugh out loud. Who Who voted voted for for Grant? Grant? (laughs) We were thinking the same, respectful gamer. 
thinking the same. Love the diversity, says Hajimaro Kasike three weeks ago, Absolutely. which is true. It is a very diverse crowd on the season. I, I, you know, I am totally impressed with there not being predominantly white people. And without reading more specific comments, I'm seeing a lot more Lisa hate yeah. in these comments here. <laughs> oh, some of these are just like so... What the fuck up with the human skull immunity? Rather twisted. And then also right above that says, D-Chains gave me PTSD. Not funny. Not necessary at all. Yeah, I'm glad to yeah. see there's some... Uh... Major contestant, like, or like contesting of... They're, yeah, kind of stupid to chain people together on a boat. That feeling when you can avoid Nazis in public, but not on an island, LOL, said T. Campbell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? A little harsh. Who's a Nazi? I don't know. Lisa, I guess. Or the, uh, or Dyke. Oh, maybe. Dyke. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Well, with that. Oh, man. Oh, one more. One more comment. Survivor South Africa is the hardest to watch. Those people are just so racist. Neanderthals showing what they are. Oh, says Yaya Ori. That's like, okay, I don't want to end on that super harsh one. That's All right, let's like, find one more happy. Come one. on, okay. come on, people. All right, let's see here. <laughs> oh, so much stuff going on to hate Lisa. Oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> French Canadian girl O'Hara one year ago says the women are all pretty. The men are not good looking at all. Exclamation mark. <laughs> and on that, we'll leave you till next time. For Survivor Cast International. <laughs>